If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. So yeah, I just wanted to kick things off with Taya. Taya DiCarlo is our special guest today. So I always try to bring in uh, the best of the best here, especially with video content. Normally we're uh, talking mainly about YouTube, but at the same time, Taya has a huge presence on Instagram. But overall video, I think what really captured my attention uh, about Taya, I mean, first of all, her content is amazing, but I got the opportunity to see her speak at Tom Ferry actually along, uh, shared the stage with Glenda, Tom Ferry, a couple of, uh, I guess that's probably a month or so ago now. It's, it's, it seems like so long ago. Um, Tom Ferry event here in Dallas, uh, which there was uh, four to 5,000 people in the audience. Uh, Zach was there as well. Got a chance to meet Zach in person, who's also somebody that I love his content as well. So these uh, some great, great video creators on here. But Taya, what really stood out to me, not only did she just give a pretty badass speech on stage about it, but she shared a bar graph. And her bar graph was about her production before and after she implemented video. And the last two years, from what I remember, the last two years have been drastically different in her business uh, when she implemented video. So, um, and that's probably, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, Taya, but within the last two to three years is when you implemented that. And it was a significant amount and change in your business. And so if you could, could you kind of help us understand, give us a little bit of that origin story about, you know, how long you've been in real estate, what you were doing kind of um, to generate business before the point when you decided to implement video and then, you know, how that changed your business kind of after the fact. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, no problem. Um, so I've been in the business full time since about, gosh, um, 10 years ago now. Um, and I have two children. Um, and so, uh, you know, someone asked me recently, they're like, holy crap, you've done all of your production, like m the vast majority of the production in your career in the last, you know, two and a half to three years. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I made a few humans, um, and in between, you know, suffered some like trauma and loss and, you know, in life you fall back off the horse, you get back on. Um, so there are certain things that are out of your control. So for me, the last two and a half to three years have been really, um, pivotal because I took the advice of my manager and my coach to hire a full-time assistant. And in, February of 2020, so right before the lockdown, was when I really started to get serious about video. I hired a professional videographer. I turned um, my home studio, you know, my one of the bedrooms in my house into a video studio because obviously we're in the lockdown. And that's when I developed Taya's Two Cents. So I've only been doing video seriously and consistently. Like I dabbled in it before where it was kind of just like here and there. And I did get some clients from that, but zero referral business. Now that I've been doing video full time, and I'm talking like on a consistent weekly basis, having some sort of like evergreen content, my production has gone through the roof. So um, over the last, let's see, in 20. 18 in 2019, I think at the most I had ever sold was like 17 million in gross volume, right? And that's just me as an individual agent. In 2020, that number jumped to 37 million. And this year, that number has jumped to 53 million. 
And so when you look, and then if you look on the bar, like on the bar graph that I had showed that day that Levi was talking about, not only has my production risen, but my, my following online, my organic following online has gone in, you know, in conjunction with those numbers. Um, so it's, it's really profound. And um, it's, it was really interesting. The other day I found after cleaning my house, like going through my home office, I found a vision board that I made um, around Christmas time of 2018. And on that vision board, um, you know, everything from like health and fitness and my marriage and everything that I was envisioning my life to be. And in big, bold letters, I wrote, the struggle is over. And I almost cried when I found this vision board because I was like, wow, in 2018, I did not know really where my next deal was coming from. I really had imposter syndrome. I felt like every deal that I got, I was very lucky to get and that it just, I was so fortunate to be at the right place at the right time. Whereas now my, my business is really by design and I don't worry about where the next deal is gonna come from because I know that I have the structure in place to get referrals, to interact with people, to build those relationships, to deepen those relationships. And now, like just yesterday, I had a buyer contact me directly $1.5 million buyer emailed me and said, Hey, I'm such a fan of your videos. Do you have time on your schedule to work with us? And so for that to happen today, that would have never happened three years ago. And it's all because of the video production. So, um, I'll step off my soapbox, but I just, I wanted to share, answer your question and also share that little. No, that's amazing. I think you hit on so many great points that I just wanted to kind of, I mean, business by design. I love that. One of my mentors always is talking about life by strategy, kind of the same concept, business by design. But it's it's interesting you say that this is something that I've been uh, talking about as well. Uh, could you speak a little bit more to that as far as uh, you, people are asking you, do you have time to work with you? So do you feel because of the amount of content you're putting out and uh, that are you saying that people are giving you feedback that they appreciate and see the amount of work and value you're providing to them? So therefore, it's almost like they're they want you to interview them to be your client. Is that is that would you say that's true? Yeah, one hundred percent. In fact, this buyer when she emailed me yesterday and I responded, you know, it's speed to lead. Even if it's a direct you know person coming to you, you have to respond fast. Um, she emailed me that day. I I emailed her back within a couple hours. I said, hey, let's jump on a FaceTime or a Zoom right away. And the moment we got on the Zoom call, she verbatim said to me, I watched your, re your, your most recent Taya's Two Cents and I was rolling laughing. You know, and then her husband was like, yeah, we love your videos. We learned so much from you. So right then and there, you're like, holy cow, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. Like, and I can just be myself. I didn't feel like this, it was like a stuffy business call that I was interviewing for the job. I really felt like I was interviewing them. And, and the, it, there's a power shift that happens there when, when the client already trusts you and they don't even know you, there's something really magical that happens because you relax, the real you shows up because if you're putting that real version of you out there on a daily basis online, you, there's no stress when you get on that call. And so when we hopped on that call, it was like, great. It, and, and in fact, it actually saved me time. It saved them time because they already know they want to work with me. I know that they're pre-approved. They're ready to go. And we're going to start their search this week. And bada bing, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get them in escrow before New Year's. That, that's the goal. 
Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned, you've said another great point, so many great points in there. Uh, you said that they've already made the decision to work with you. So do you have any way that you're trying to capture them? Or are you just allowing the videos, that, allowing them to consume, you know, multiple videos and just uh, allowing them to call you when they're ready? That's a, that's a great um, specific question. So all the business that I've gotten this year, in fact, 47% of that 52, 53 million that have, has closed this year, 47% came from agent to agent referrals. Um, and the rest of that was just organic um, from my sphere of influence or from people like this buyer who came direct from Instagram, like literally direct either through a DM or through my email where they reference Instagram specifically. Um, and all of that is organic. I'm not paying for any of my posts to be seen more, which by the way, I should be. Like, so in 2022, that's something that I really want to leverage. I want to take the the videos and like all the effort that I've put forth over the last two years, I want to put it on steroids and get it out in front of more people. So then that way I'm exposing myself to an audience that maybe hasn't been able to discover me yet because of whatever algorithm is, is holding me back um, from specific people within my market. So every everything that I've accomplished this year is all organic. I'm not paying any extra to get in front of people. So for everyone listening in the audience, like you have a really unique opportunity um, to put yourself out there and be that confident resource. And if you start doing it consistently, I would say within six to nine months, you will see results. But you, but the biggest fear you and hurdle you have to get over is the, the fear of putting yourself out there on a consistent basis, because it is time consuming and it is a commitment, um, but so's door knocking and cold calling. <laughs> so, you know, pick your poison. Well, that's a great point. Actually, I just had an interview uh, just right before this with an agent, a brand new agent that wants to join our team. Actually, he found, he caught us uh, filming uh, Sunday in the park and he came up and he's like, what are you guys doing? What's going on? And we're, well, we're, we're filming. Uh, and yes, we do work on Sundays, uh, unfortunately, uh, not work, watching football, but um, we, it was the only time we had. But uh, And it was a beautiful day, by the way. But we we're capturing that time. And so um, that's the funny thing is that uh, he... Um, you know, he was attracted to that. And so he, he, I was like, well, what are your other options to start your business? And cause he was concerned. He actually said exactly what you said. I have a, a concern of, am I going to, am I going to be good on camera? Am I going to uh, get the point across? And I was like, well, what's your choice to get proficient cold calling or door not? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I know several agents that are successful doing that, but ultimately when you're starting out something, it's always awkward in the beginning. I mean, it's, I mean, even I mean, think back to the days you got your real estate license. It was extremely uh, probably stressful, overwhelming. You had all that information to learn. And then even whenever you got your license, I mean, you stuck with it. Clearly, everybody in this room likely stuck with it and got their license. But even when you wrote your first contract at the same time, writing your first contract is is overwhelming. It's a lot. Did you miss anything? You know, you're probably asking somebody questions or, or asking some coaching or help from somebody, but you stuck with it. And probably now you write a contract second nature. It's not a, that big of a deal. So that's a great point as far as, yeah, pick your poison. It's like, what do you want to become proficient with? I would just say that, um, but video, I, 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 I tend to say it's not time consuming. It actually makes you time because spending that 30 minutes making one video, that video is going to live forever and ever. Uh, going back to your point, Taya, of creating evergreen content, could you speak a little bit more about that as far as 
evergreen content, how you're doing that on a platform like Instagram, for example, where, you know, you would say you could say that attention spans are a little bit shorter mostly, but at the same time, how are you how are you focusing your your content to be evergreen and relevant um, to live forever on Instagram? That's so whenever I think about content that I want to kind of live in perpetuity, right? Like, so whether it be glossary terms, like what's escrow, what's earnest money deposit, like basic things that you want to like educate people who've never bought or never sold, um, and making content for the consumer, um, you know, think about the fact that they don't do this for a living, they don't know basic things. So although you may think it's boring content, when you're out there educating people and if you meet someone, you can refer back to that. So if you're at an open house and someone's like, oh, well, how does that work? You can go, you know what? Actually, I have a video about down payments. I have a video about the types of loans that are out there. Let me text it to you. And you can pull up your Instagram and you can literally text them. Now they have a, val a valuable piece of information that's going to teach them something and they have a connection to you where they can now start following you online. So that's where you have like the power to really, um, you know, pay forward information. Um, but that's not to say you shouldn't do time sensitive uh, content as well. So I would encourage people to do evergreen content, like content that's going to live and be relevant all the time. And then also stuff that's, you know, that's time sensitive. And you can mention that when you make the video. Now regarding keeping people's attention, those first three seconds, that's something that I really learned by, by analyzing my videos. Um, and most recently I went back to like my first day is two cents and I kind of just like cringed. That's like what everybody's saying now, cringeworthy. <laughs> like my first videos, even though they like they were well received, I look back on them like, gosh, I was not as confident in March of 2020 as I am right now in December of 2021. And that wasn't that long ago. So that just goes to show like the more you practice, the better you're gonna get, the more confident you're gonna be. And that inflection in your voice of confidence, that's what sells people. If you're questioning yourself in the first three seconds of your video and you're doing this long intro or you're like, like my first few videos, I was like, you know, welcome back to Taya's Two Cents. No, shut up. No, just get straight to the point. What's the valuable hook for the audience? So now you'll see that my videos, the first three seconds are a strong opinion, right? You know what makes you a cheap ass when you walk into an open house? Like that's a hook, right? Like if you look at like the last six or eight Taya's Two Cents videos, the first three seconds, I come out with a strong opinion, um, a strong statement that's gonna hook the audience and get them watching. Um, so that's something that I only learned through practice and like analyzing my videos. Yeah, great points again. I, I, it's, that hook is so important. Uh, like you mentioned, I saw uh, Glenda, I, I guess uh, she must've bounced out, but I saw uh, apparently she made a t-shirt on one of her hooks, which I think is one of the greatest hooks of all time, right? Once upon a time, I sold a big ass house. And so uh, great. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that is the I mean that is the textbook for hooks right there or just exactly what you said Taez and it's funny you mentioned that your first videos are cringeworthy because it's interesting I'm here in the office actually with um one of our new team members as well we're making videos and I was like you know I was like hey don't worry about it you know um nobody's going to see that video anyways. And because, and you look back even like on our YouTube channel, the very first video I put out still has barely like 400 views compared to other videos we have with thousands and thousands and thousands of views. It's just something that I think a lot of us tend to put so much weight on that first video 
or that that first recording and we just think it we think for some reason it's going to go viral and everybody's going to see it and we're going to be judged and the reality is is that likely nobody's going to see it <laughs> and so you don't have to worry about it too much you just want to get it out there and get that library started and I think people really appreciate the fact too that whenever they go back, you know, uh, Sean Cannell, uh, Juan knows Sean Cannell, uh, who that is, a very uh, predominant YouTuber, uh, owns uh, Think Media, I think one of the best channels on YouTube to learn about YouTube. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out uh, Think Media's channel. But uh, he, he still showcases his first video you know, which was his first video was like, hey, my name's Sean. I'm starting a blog. I'm not going to try to be exciting. I'm just going to tell you what I think. I mean, it's it's absolutely hands down like one of the worst. YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally like says, I'm not even going to try to impress you, which is interesting when you watch his videos now. Of course, he has a, over a decade on the platform, but clearly extremely polished speaker, video content creator. I mean, you know, his channel has 1.9 million subscribers. I mean, he is an authority now, but so funny that and he touts that that first video was absolutely terrible, but he still has it up. It's still public and he still wants people to see that as an example. So that's awesome. So if we can, I want to um, jump in. Let's see if we can include some some questions as well. Uh, so and Taya, thank you so much again for being here. We really appreciate it. And so uh, Juan, how are you doing, Juan? Uh, are you available? Are you there? How, would you like to? I'm here, brother. Introduce yourself. Do you, are you in a safe space? It sounds like you're driving. I'm not sure. Would, do you have any questions or contributions you'd like to add? Uh, two things. Uh, real quick, Taya, uh, the first, I think the first video that I ever saw of yours on Instagram, it really was like, that's fantastic, was the roller skates. Um, and I don't remember if you did a whole series on that. I just remember seeing you on roller skates at one point. I'm like, that's a really great way to connect with an audience. So want to give you a shout out for that i don't i think this last year at some point but it was a great piece of content um and it really kind of made me go okay this person's got you know a real unique way of connecting with an audience so i just wanted to you know thank you yeah share that with you i thought it was like i said it was great it was it felt very genuine right and i think you were even talking about like relearning or just revisiting the roller skating thing so i just wanted to circle back to that so uh thank you for doing that it's great Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know what? It's it's a, a roller skating or learning a new skill is like the analogy that you can use in life. And that was some that was why I decided to include it in my Instagram page and actually like I'm going to I've been so busy. I haven't skated in like a month and I'm going to be skating a lot more and trying to sprinkle that back in cuz I know people find it entertaining cuz to to watch like an adult learn a new skill, it's humbling. Um but you can compare that to even like you know, business people learning how to do video, right? Like you that like one, this plays right into what I was going to share. It's like, everybody has to start somewhere, right? And whether you're learning how to roller skate or learning how to do video for your business, those first few steps are going to be the most difficult. Even if it's like someone wanting to lose weight, you're not going to show up to the gym with a six pack you might have like, you know, a muffin top and like you might be wearing loose clothes. Like you might be feeling like shit and that first workout's going to be really hard. But guess what? If you go all the time in the next six months, you're going to look and feel like a completely different person. And I think that that's where everyone needs to give themselves some grace in their business whenever they're doing video or creating content. It's like, we, we you know, we all just need to be easier on ourselves in those uh, beginning stages.
Yeah, absolutely. So what what helps you, Taya? You mentioned a couple of humans that you've created and uh, a family. We definitely see the, the family photos on there as well. You're selling a lot more real estate than you had previously. So uh, and you mentioned the word consistent. And so I believe that's a key factor in what you've uh, been helping you achieve this as well. How do you stay consistent with your content? I content bank. I shoot once a month. So one day out of the month, I meet up with Ricky, my professional videographer. I go to his studio. Um, I do not edit. I do not film. I don't care about lighting. I don't, I, I leave that to the professionals. I show up, I have my ideas, which I'm very informal about. I just keep, I have an iPhone. I keep it in my notes section. Every idea that I have, I just jot it down there. Or I tell like my marketing coordinator, if you see an interesting article that I could have an opinion about, just text it to me and I'll add it to my notes. I show up and we shoot as many videos as we can one day a month and bare minimum, we have four episodes of Taya's Two Cents. And then if we can get in some short form like TikToks, whatever, then we have it. And then, you know, once a week, I commit myself to launching a Taya's Two Cents episode. And then my formula, um, just to stay consistent, is one Taya's Two Cents, a proof of success, whether that's a just sold or just listed or pending or a testimonial, um, some sort of like family, like behind the scenes about me. Um, and then something, you know, inspirational, I try and like educational. So I try and just like mix in a little bit of everything. So my audience doesn't know what they're going to get from me. Cause if I, if I have too much personal stuff, I'm like, well, wait, I want people to know what I'm actually up to. You know what I mean? Um, so I try and, and come from a place of contribution. Um, but I do stay organized once a month and I highly recommend that to anyone who wants to like really commit to it. That's awesome, guys. And so if you go to Taya's Instagram, which, by the way, you should absolutely follow Taya on Instagram and here on Clubhouse, then you, you can see a great mix of personal business inspiration. I mean, it's 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 really, really great content. And so um, just and you'll see the blueprint. That's what I love about, you know, everyone's profiles. I mean, if you want to learn from the best, you want to learn from Taya or Glenda or Juan, I mean, just, it's very simple to go to their, their pages and see exactly what they're doing. Now, uh, I believe in modeling. I know people sometimes use rip off and duplicate. Uh, I like the word modeling, which is basically, Hey, just look at the styles, different things you like, and just, you know, start to adapt your own style. Ultimately, that's, what's going to help you be successful as well as being yourself and adapting things to your own your own personality, but you can get inspiration from Taya's Two Cents, which is a great tagline, by the way, Taya, absolutely love that. So Taya's Two Cents. So what, you know, what kind of tagline could you have or something that's catchy that, you know, you could really start to identify with, you know, that's what it's all about. So gain inspiration um, from the people that you look up to. And, you know, and that's something that I did as well, just through YouTube, I consumed a lot of real estate channels, good, the bad, the ugly, uh, and non real estate channels. And now I just look at media in a whole different light. I'm looking at, if I look at Netflix, if I look at billboards, um, Christina Smallhorn talks about magazine tabloid titles in the checkout line when you're at the grocery store. She's like, she, she looks at those and, and studies them while she's waiting in the line at the grocery store. Everything is a thumbnail. You know, everything is an advertisement. Everything is 
wanting to capture attention. So now, now I look at that from a producer standpoint or a content creator standpoint versus a consumer standpoint. And so now I'm always kind of, which, you know, sometimes uh, I got to stop that if I want to just enjoy or escape reality. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you can learn from all of that. So awesome. So Robin, we've got Robin up here. Hey, Robin, from uh, your local here in the Dallas area, how are you today? And do you have a question or a comment, anything you'd like to add or ask Taya? Yes. Hey, good morning, Taya. And thank you, Levi, for um, calling me up. Um, I am in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and uh, I am just starting. I mean, like just, just starting uh, my YouTube channel. And it is one of my goals for this coming year um, to be more present on media. My my challenge is, um, it's a lot in my head, I'll just be honest. I, I always analyze too much thinking, well, do they really, what do they really want to hear? What, how do I bring that um, value so that they will come back? Um, and that's a challenge that I have, um, you know, I think it too much, but I think, will they want to hear this? How do I know what they want to hear? Where do I get my content from that's, that is meaningful to people? And that's what I need to know. I, I so feel that because I have days where I'm like, oh God, does anyone give a shit about this? You know what I mean? Um, and then you, you suffer from, you know, paralysis by analysis where you're just like, I have all these ideas. And I would say, look, start with one small idea. Um, so for example, if, if you have, um, you know, a listing, right? Like the, the one idea I had for like my most recent uh, listing video was the fact that this was really one of the most affordable condos by the beach in, in LA. Um, and so I just pretended like someone was meeting me at the front door and I was like, hey, I hear you, your budget's only 800,000 and you wanna be by the beach. And then I'm like, well, you gotta see this, come on inside. And I act like I'm talking to a real person, right? If, you, if you're trying to make videos for YouTube, I would say, um, utilize the resources from your from the National Association of Realtors because they're going to tell you what topics are out there that the consumers really interested in hearing. Um, the other thing I would do is I would try and dissect like the news of where they're talking about real estate. And if you have a differing opinion than what's being published and your market is different than this kind of like umbrella uh, generality that they're they're putting out there in the national news, then you could do a whole segment on that. Um, I would say get more specific in your content. So don't try and please a mob. You will never, ever please a mob. Identify who your audience is. Once you know who it is that you're talking to, whether it's your peers or a specific uh, demographic, speak to those people directly and don't worry about pleasing everybody. Is that helpful, Robin? Yes, thank you. That is that is helpful. It's a lot of great uh, information. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, it's so hard because you, I, I, I totally feel what you're saying. It's like you get all these ideas, and then you might you might even make a video, and then you watch it back. You go, oh, nobody's gonna like that. I would say fail forward. Dare to fail. Dare to make the video that no one's gonna like because you never know how it's gonna land. The video that you think is boring may be the most exciting video and most educational video that people really get a lot out of. So I would say try and, and test instead of like analyzing, try and just like experiment with what, what goes over well and read your comments and ask for feedback. 
text it to a friend and say, hey, what do you think of this video? Do you find this informative? And if, you know, and, and ask for constructive criticism and be open to people giving you the honest truth. Great. Thank you. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Yeah, great points again, Taya, and that's that's funny. Uh, we just experienced this, you know, and uh, we're about to hit a year on our on our YouTube channel. And what's funny is this whole time, extremely consistent on the content. Have never really had a video uh, go viral, and really, that's never been the goal for our channel. Anyways, we've always the only goal was, hey, can we make the phone ring? Really, can we provide enough value to get the phone to ring? So we weren't really concerned about subscribers or anything like that. And this last video that same thing, uh, Robin, I was feeling kind of like, okay, I've done this series, which I, I've done this series on the channel, which is what does price point get you in, you know, uh, Frisco, Texas, what does 400,000 get you in Frisco, Texas? What does 500,000 get you in Frisco, Texas? So that's a whole series. Well, I started at 400,000 and worked my self all the way up to a million. And I thought, well, okay, that series is over with. I got to find the next series to work on. I didn't do 300,000. Number one, because I thought, well, is that a price point we really want to focus on? Number two, I thought, well, I don't know. There's not a lot of inventory there as well. It's extremely competitive right now too. Uh, a lot of Californians buying those properties just straight up cash. And so I was like, do I want to focus on that? But then I thought, why not? Why not just kind of round out the series with that video and publish what does 300,000 get you? Well, this video right now, is it's been four days. It's about to break 10,000 views. It's absolutely, it's going bonkers that we've never had a video just take off quite like that. It's almost uh, gained, it has gained 123 subscribers in the last two days uh, to the channel and it's generating, I mean, more and more leads. And so it's just something like, even if you don't think sometimes that that's, it, you know, that video is going to hit, it's like, go ahead and just add it to the library because I mean, number one, you never know what's going to happen. But number two, just the more content you produce is always going to be better. And so even if some flop, I actually produced a video um, about three weeks ago. I was for sure this video had the, the viral aspects. Again, even though that's not what we were shooting for, but we thought, okay, if this is the video that's going to go viral, this could be the one. And it's gone nowhere. I mean, like, no, it's probably one of the worst performing videos and which, you know, our videos are very consistent at this standpoint, um, extremely consistent on gaining viewership and views um, within the first few days, weeks. And again, we focus completely on evergreen content. So we're not really concerned about it coming out of the gate either. Um, we're not worried about the speed. We're just worried or not worried. We're just always looking to make sure that it stays consistent and has consistent growth, which they always do but yeah this one video that i was for sure this one this one has the opportunity completely died out fizzled and it's not even really growing anymore now it could get picked up later uh, that's the other great thing about evergreen content i made a veterans benefits uh, as being a veteran it was one of the first videos i made and was super excited to do that just to add value to veterans and it went nowhere for the first three months or so and uh, three to four months, I mean, it was basically flatlined with no views. And now in the last three months, it, you know, YouTube picked it up and it's, it's uh, probably one of the top performing veterans benefits videos for Texas. So it's really cool. And you just never know. And that's the great thing, I believe, at least with YouTube as well, is that, um, you know, videos can just kind of gain steam and momentum at any time. I think the same thing with Instagram as well, um, in particular reels um, on top of that. So 
Uh, thank you, Mia. Uh, let's jump over to you. Do you have a quick uh, question or comment you'd like to ask Taya? Uh, yes. Can you guys hear me? I'm on a Bluetooth. Yes, we can. Yeah. We Great. Kay, I just want to thank you because I'm sitting here uh, ready to pull my hair out. And you gave me an answer. First of all, I'm having a hard time on what is content for YouTube. Okay, but forget that. Uh, right now, I have a buyer, and it's the second contract she's done, but it's a Zillow house, and um, they're they're putting all these on the market. And the Zillow house, they're asking for all these addendums, and they're taking two weeks to get back to you. Well, um, they've listed this house really low, and I went to look at it, and it's to die for. But there's a house down the street that sold at, or it sold penny at, uh, like, I don't know, $40,000 higher. And I called the agent. She said that it sold above asking. So what I would like to do is um, make one of those videos that you talk about and give my opinion in the first um, three words. And in my 36 years, I have never that I don't want to uh, write a contract. And I mean, I'm writing it for myself. So what would you say? Did I, did I confuse you? I, I, I guess so you, are you writing a, a contract for yourself to buy it by the no, Zillow house? I'm writing a contract for this buyer that just wrote one and we wound up getting out of it, okay? But they're all Zillow homes and Zillow's playing these games. So they listed this house, which is, I'd say, so over-improved. And they listed this house about $50,000 lower than one is listed for. And this house that is a Zillow house is, um, it's gonna go, it's no-brainer, it's gonna go into multiple offers and it's going to sell way above the one that is sold pending. Got me so far? Yes, I'm following. Okay. So what I want to do is I, I want to just take a video and tell her that, you know, um, that that's what's going to happen. And she offered so much higher on this other one. But so I need, like, would it be just to put my opinion out there? I mean, I think. Well, I would be, I would say service your client first, right? Like get your client under contract on the house that she wants. If you miss out on it and some, and that, and it doesn't go the way that you had suggested, then I would make the video. But if you are in real time servicing the client about this particular situation, I would make sure you get your client under contract first on the house that she wants and then make the video once contingencies are lifted and you can kind of tell the story. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, thank you. So, yeah, that makes sense. But and here, here's how I here's how I would recommend it. And th this might be a little like over some people's heads, but there's there's a trend right now that I was just talking to my coach Jason Pantana about, where people are telling real estate stories, but they are reenacting their own stories. Okay. So so imagine like reenacting your video. And you're you're acting as your buyer, and you're acting as yourself in this like edited video with your voiceover telling the story of you reenacting 
what went down within 30 seconds. Okay, I, I got it. So in other words, I go back real quick. I go back, this is totally gone, or just tell some stories in my, in, in first person that would explain why these people lost out or what my opinion is, what they should have done. Exactly. So, but I, but again, I would make sure that you service the client first, make, cause if, cause again, you have to come from a space of what if I make this video right now and it offends my client, right? Like you don't want to do that. You want to make sure you service your client. If they miss out, um, you know, just make sure that, you know, your client is serviced first and then make the video after the fact. So that way you can actually see how it plays out. Let's see what the house ultimately sells for. Let's see what happens. And then once you have that factual information, that data, then tell the story. So right now I would just start making notes about how everything's going down so you don't forget. And then once once you get to the finish line and once those properties are sold, tell the story and um, and educate the consumer. Um, you know what? That has given me um, a little bit of energy to write this because it's a no-brainer. They're going to they're gonna reject it, okay? Um, but I have one more. You know how people, no matter what, they refuse to get qualified and they are qualified. I mean, it's a no-brainer. They just feel that um, they know that they can qualify. There's no problem. They have credit score, but they don't. What kind of video would you would you do for that? Oh, that's an easy video. Um, you know, I would say, op opening line, I would say, would you ever go on a road trip without knowing how much gas is in your tank? Right. Like, would you ever leave the driveway for your road trip, car packed, ready to go? You know exactly how many miles you need to go, but you don't know how much gas is in your tank? No. So why would you go buy your most valuable asset without knowing how much money you're actually qualified for? You're putting the cart before the horse. Don't do that shit. Let's talk about, you know, and it's like Mia's Minute, right? Here's Mia's Minute. We're giving you a little tip on like, you know, how you should go about purchasing a property. Boom. There's the video. Okay. I, I appreciate that. I I do use that same scenario, but when I list the house, when they go, well, I'm only going to give you two months, and I I say that how you know, if I cross the desert. So thank thank you so much. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Best of luck. I'm, I look forward to seeing what you do with that. Okay. That was great, Mia. Make sure to write that down. Mia's minute. That was a, that's a good one right there. I love that, Taya. Um, I think what you know, I think something that what Taya just described. What if you notice some of the best speakers and storytellers, they always talk about what they learn from situations, right? It's always about uh, when we face adversity or issues that come up. It, it the winners. It, I saw Serena. Uh, no, Venus Williams speak at, at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and she said, winners win even when they lose. And she's just talked about how even when she lost, she looked at what could she learn from that experience and what she what could she change, what she could, um, what she could do differently. And so that's a great point that Taya brought up is to, as you go through each experience, you do, you know, make those notes like she mentioned and what you would do differently or what advice you would give the next person to, uh, you know, to avoid this type of situation. But at the same time, just like she said, make sure you complete that process because uh, people will know sometimes if you talk, if you mention direct situations 
or if you represent too much. So her analogy is really, really great. If you can utilize an analogy or something that's similar so that you're not, uh, you know, possibly making somebody uncomfortable. If your client were to see that video, you want them to, um, you know, not feel like it's targeted towards them or that uh, in that situation. But it's a great point to always look for the learning situations. And then how, how can you make those analogies like the gas in the tank? It's a, that's a great, um, that's a great point there, Taya. Thank you so much. Uh, Rick, how are you doing? Would you like to introduce yourself? And uh, do you have a question or comment for, for Taya? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Taya, thank you so much. This has been so informative to listen and learn. I cannot wait when I'm done with my appointments today. I'm going to go to your Instagram and steal a bunch of your ideas because it sounds like it's amazing. I looked at a couple of them. And Levi, I really appreciate you uh, you hosting and Juan as well. Um, I've done a you know, a, a fair amount of videos, not as much as Taya. Um, I could always do more. I've also done some coaching and taught some classes on uh, recording videos. And I just wanted to share a couple of mindset things with you guys and see if those were helpful and have you guys comment on them. Um, one of the things is uh, when I talk to people about making videos, realtors, they get nervous. They're like, oh, I don't really have a face or a voice for video. And I like to remind them that is your face and that is your voice. And so you know, that's what you're out there in the world with. And you don't have to be worried about it or shamed. It's like, that's what you're going out there with. And it's just on a different medium. So I, I like to just change people's mindset around that. And then the other thing is that I like to remind people right before they shoot, um, especially if I have a guest on with me is, hey, we don't have to use this so that it just sets them at ease. We can record it. But if it doesn't go the way they want it to, or if I'm recording and it doesn't go the way I want it to, I don't have to use it. And it just sets my blood pressure a little bit lower and it makes me a little bit more myself. So those are, that was my contribution. Thank you, Rick. And nice to meet you. Um, Rick, do you have a link to your Instagram account? Cause I, I was looking at your profile and I didn't see one. I want to check it out. Um, so I'm uh, 52 and I'm still learning how to uh, link things. I've, I've, I've only been in Clubhouse like three times. This is my third time. I just jumped on because it keeps telling oh, me those things. <laughs> so I, I do need to figure out how to do that. Um, to be honest, I don't even know what my Instagram account is. I think it's Rick Warner Real Estate, but I somebody like you, I, somebody else does it for me. Um, but I think it's Rick Warner Real Estate, but thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. I, I encourage you to dive headfirst into it because I know agents who are you know, a decade older than you who, um, mm -hmm. who are managing it. And then, you know, and I would say that, 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 that limited mindset of, you know, I'm 52, like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not on this. I would say there's an opportunity there for, for growth to interact with people, um, on Instagram and to start, you know, diving in there yourself and not delegating it to see what sort of, uh, connections that you can deepen that are already there in real life that can really get, um, just to that next level through Instagram. Cause it's, it's really a, a powerful tool that I feel like, um, people in, in multiple, um, age demographics are really. I a hundred percent totally agree. I hear you. You're right. It's a totally limiting belief for me to say that. I just was like, <laughs> uh, I don't have a link. So that's no worries. And, no worries. And I, I actually do. I, I, I went cause my girlfriend's all over the Instagram and I'm, I, I don't even know how to navigate it. It's horrible. I'm like on there going, I don't, how do I even find friends? In fact, I went on and looked at yours and I didn't even know how to add you to my thing. <laughs> well, so you know whatever. what? I, I have to figure it the out. The most powerful tool that I utilize all the time is Google. Anytime I yeah, don't know how to do something, totally. like people throw acronyms at me, 
I'm like, what the fuck is that name? That's some, some weird acronym. And I literally, without telling them, I'll just Google it and be like, what does this acronym yes, mean? I'm like, yes. oh, got it. I've been living under a rock. Like I'm 39 and I don't know a lot of these things. So I would say just don't don't be afraid to just like, you know, Google stuff and, and educate yourself because it's it yeah. really, once you spend just like a few days dabbling in there, it the learning curve is just. I, I totally appreciate that. I'm, I feel fortunate in that maybe this is another excuse but i've i i've been pretty successful so far so it's been like a what's important to me kind of category so i need to i need to go there but i've been stuck on facebook and that kind of thing so well i just love how rick you you come up to share a couple of nuggets on mindset and then you throw in a couple of your uh, limiting beliefs there <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh and you said you're 52 right yes, sir Yep. Okay, well, uh, Glenda, who was in here earlier, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this because I've seen her share it on stage. She's 54, I believe. And so, she, and she said the same thing too. If, well, she actually says now, no, she, she doesn't say that. She says, if I can do it, which now she has half a million followers, uh, if not more, on TikTok. You know, she's like, if I can do it at my age, then, you know, anybody can do it. And so, and sh that was it. She saw Zach, who was in here earlier, and she she liked what Zach was uh, creating that content on, it, on TikTok. And she said, you know what? I can do something like that. Not exactly what Zach does, but I can, she's like, I can make videos. And, and she figured it out. And now she has uh, Glenda's guides to video. I mean, now she's helping other people create their video content. So I do believe this is one of my core beliefs. And this is for everybody in here. One of my core beliefs is that with Google, just like Taya said, with Google, and on top of that, more importantly, I believe is YouTube with books, with everything, the information we have at our disposal this day and age. My One of my core beliefs is that you can hyper-learn any subject in about 30 to 60 days if you go all in on it. And I'm talking about don't watch Netflix and buy the books, buy a couple of books, three or, or, three or four books, uh, go on to YouTube. Uh, my baseline is always books. So if you want to learn Instagram, pick up a couple of Instagram marketing books. And then from there, go on to YouTube. And once you get on YouTube, you're going to go down plenty of rabbit holes on Instagram. There is a million videos out there, but you'll you'll find a couple of content creators or people that coach and teach Instagram and you'll start to learn that way. But at the same time, then you've got people like Taya that you can go to their Instagram and see what they're doing and see what their style is. And so I truly believe if you want to, if you want to, you can absolutely hyper learn a subject, especially a social media platform within about 30 to 60 days. So uh, thank you, Rick, for your, uh, did you have anything else? Did that kind of answer your question? I see you're still. Uh, I didn't really have a question. I do appreciate all of you guys' information. I did look at my my thing on Instagram. It is Rick Warner Real Estate, so you were welcome to check it out. But I will become better at it because you guys told me I will not let my limiting beliefs slow me down in that area. And I appreciate you guys' time. I got to jump into another meeting here at nine thirty, so I'm gonna have to leave pretty soon. But I do appreciate y'all. All right, thanks, Rick. All right, thanks, Rick. What's up, Connie? How are you? Love the profile picture as well. I know you changed it a while back, but still, I just got to say, it's a great profile picture. Connie, how are you today? Would you like to briefly introduce yourself? And do you have a question for Taya? I do. Hi, Levi. Hi, everybody. This is Connie calling from Toronto. I um, got licensed in May, and um, I've been very fortunate because 
Clubhouse has been my training ground and um, uh, uh, Clubhouse, the agents on Clubhouse have been amazing and helped train me. My first, um, my first actual deal came from Clubhouse and um, I've been fortunate that I also got business off of Instagram. Um, Taya, I've been following you for a long time. Uh, I think you are very inspirational. And I think one of the best things about you is you're also vulnerable and you show um, all sides to you. You're like this kick-ass real estate agent. Um, You're a mom, you're a wife, you're so many things, um, but you also show that you're not perfect and that you have your moments too. And um, I think that's why people relate to you. Um, So I don't know, Taya, if you know, but as part of Good Morning Real Estate, we did a YouTube challenge, which Levi has been so gracious and has trained us on so much YouTube wise. And so I'm doing the challenge right now in that I am releasing videos every week and I have to say the motivation, I can see why people don't stick with this because, you know, when you get 15 views and things like that, you're just like, oh, I need to figure out this content. So I'd love to hear how long you guys think or how many videos you think it really takes before you uh, gain any traction. Um, But my question to Taya was really about um, strategy on um, holidays and things like that. Like what, what is your plan when it comes to, um, putting out content over the holidays? Are you consistent? Do you keep a schedule that's consistent throughout the year? Like all of those kind of things of what you suggest. Well, Connie, first of all, it's so nice to meet you and thank you for those sweet words. Like it, it truly touches me deeply whenever I hear that people feel connected to me because it, it is this, I do experience some fear sometimes when I put myself out there, if I'm not having a great day and I, I put myself on video or if I'm not wearing makeup and I'm just not feeling good and I'm just like, whatever, I'm just putting myself out there. So to know that there's a benefit of that and that it helps people feel more connected to me, it encourages me to keep doing it. So thank you for that. Um, and congratulations to you on committing to video and you're right. The shit's fucking hard. Like (laughs) it's so easy to give up, but, but so is going to the gym right? So is committing to anything, any new habit, any new habit is going to be hard, especially in the first, you know, first 20 videos. Um, I would say you can't stop until you've committed to it for like nine months of consistent content. You just can't stop. You, you have to stick with it. And as far as my holiday content goes, that shit's already in the can. I filmed it over a month ago. So the stuff that I'm launching in December, I already have it done. So I'm always a month ahead. Um, So that's the benefit of content banking is committing to that one day a month. And actually Ricky and I are going to be shooting on December 10th, making our January content. So that, that way, you know, when I'm starting the new year at the end of the month, I'm celebrating Christmas. I'm celebrating the new year. I'm making my new vision board. I'm committing to my goals for 2022 and I'm not worried about my video content. In fact, I'm worried about February's content right? Like I'm just, I always try and stay ahead of it. That way I don't have the excuse of scrambling. Um, so that's where keeping notes, um, some of your best ideas are going to come to you when you're driving, when you're in the shower, you know, when you're in the bathroom, like they're going to come to you in the most random places. So keep a notepad or open the notes on your phone and just start collecting that information that comes to you. If you watch a video, text it to yourself. 
I do that all the time or I'll screenshot something or I'll text it to my assistant and I'm like, oh my God, I have to do a video like this. Oh my God, I could do a Taya version of this video or maybe it's a video that has nothing to do with real estate but it's a trending sound and I'll text it to myself and I'm like, I need to do this but make it real estate, right? So I would say just try your best to do that in the moment so that way you're not spending a day of content idea creation you're literally collecting content ideas as you go through the month. And then when it comes time for that day that you're gonna shoot once a month, all those ideas are already there and you're not like cramming for the test. Is that helpful? Super helpful. And then do you keep your schedule consistent then? Like what you said about the once a week, um, um, you know, uh, Taya's two cents. Do you do that consistent throughout the holidays as yes, well? Yes, I do. Well, I mean, over Thanksgiving, I took a little bit of like a social media break. Um, just because I was traveling, like, you know, when you're driving eight hours with two boys under the age of seven, you want to like stab your eyes out. Um, <laughs> like did not post for a few days. I was like doing <laughs> stories behind the scenes, but like, I was like, listen guys, like I'm going to show you what's going on at my Airbnb, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to post post, um, but now I'm back in it. Right. And that's the other thing too. Like it's okay to not post every day. I, I would say keep your stories all the time, but don't worry about actually posting every day. Like come from a place, people would rather see something of valuable content than something canned. Don't just post to post. Like think about your audience. What does your audience want to see? And if you are like paralysis by analysis, sit down and take a day to try and like come up with some ideas. Or like I said, keep a notepad and start collecting those ideas. So then that way, when you go to like keep a schedule, you can go ahead and do that. Now, as far as a content calendar, I don't really live by that, but I do, I do try, I look at my grid. Like I look at my profile and I think, okay, I've posted a Taya's two cents. I've posted something inspirational. I've posted something that's holidays. I, I need to do a proof of success piece. And then I try and plug it in. So like today I just sold a really like big listing for like $2.7 million. I'm like, okay, I need to tell the story of this. It can't just be a just sold. I really need to like be quality when I deliver the story. So that that's where you, you need to analyze your grid and see like what's missing. How do I want to? Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was killer. I love that collecting content over the months so you don't have to cram for the test when it comes time to film. That was well said, well said. All right, we're going to finish this up with Brandon. So Taya, I think I mentioned this uh, just in case. We usually, we cap this at a one hour just to be respectful, uh, respectful of everyone's time. So we appreciate your time. I know you're uh, busy. So let's round it out with Brandon. What's up, my man? How are you doing? And uh, would you like to introduce yourself and ask a question or or uh provide some con or uh, contribute to some value there either way go for it <laughs> my man what's up Levi uh, uh, my name is Brandon Jackson and I'm a realtor in Williamsburg Virginia um, nice to meet you Taya um, I have I too have followed you for a while now um, love what you put out um, Brandon you have a voice like butter babe oh my god <laughs> You need, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm like, I'm sitting here with my, my hairstylist. How sexy is that voice? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Thank you. He's darn sexy in real life. 
<laughs> Y'all are too much. He, he, he is a handsome fellow, I tell you. I wish I had the confidence. <laughs> but no, um, my question is like, and this is that like, um, in the beginning, Levi could tell you, Connie could tell you, Juan could tell you, putting myself on camera was like the scariest shit ever. You know, I've kind of got gotten over that um, over these last few months. So now it's more so when creating video and before I even put it out, just creating those videos, it's like I'm stuck while shooting. So like if I was to go through my camera roll right now, I have just take after take after take and I'm trying to shoot maybe a one or two minute video. So my question is, do you ever get to the point where you're like, what do I even say? Like, I know you have your game plan, you have your notes on what you, this video is about, but do you ever get to the point where like, you stumble over your words so much so to the point where you have to stop taping or? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and by the way, we're literally in the middle of bleaching my hair. So if you hear tinfoil, like <laughs> that's what that sound is. I'm about to get shampooed. We're just keeping it real over here, Levi, um, and everybody in the room. Um, but Brandon, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice, okay? Because Listen, you have such, you have a voice that like is very soothing. Like I could listen to you talk, Marcella's with yeah. me. She's like, oh my God, that voice. And then I just looked at your Instagram. I'm like, how cute is he? What's he talking about? We are married women over here. We're like, I'll watch Brandon's videos. <laughs> so so you, need, you need to do this. My, um, my manager said to me in December of 2019, this is when, before I really committed to video and I was like scared to hire a full-time assistant and he looked at me and he goes, Taya, everyone's rooting for you. And I was like crying. I mean, this is like real life, Brandon. I was crying and he looked me dead in the eyes and he's like, when are you going to start drinking your own Kool-Aid? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Taya, people adore you. They, they love when you do your content. They love when, you know, people love working with you. Like, when are you actually going to start believing in yourself? Why are you doubting yourself? And I was like, I don't know. And he's just like, why, you know, like what would happen if you just kind of went for it? And the moment I stepped out of my own way and started drinking my own Kool-Aid, like he was saying, magic happened. And don't get me wrong, like I have moments of doubt. I have moments where I stumble over my own words or I watch back a video and I'm like, oh God, like that did not sound good. But guess what? You are your own worst critic. I promise you, no one's worrying about you mixing up a few words or stuttering or doing whatever. Like you just, your, your issue. For sure, <laughs> for sure. I appreciate that. Thank y'all. You're welcome. And sorry if it's noisy. I'm like getting shampooed, so I don't want to like bother you with my sound. But Brandon, you got this, dude. Yes, indeed. Yes, he does. Well, thank you so much, Taya. I think that's great. You know, it's like um, everyone is rooting for you, even people that don't know you. This is something that I have to remind myself, especially you know, before speaking or getting on camera or something like that is that, or even in Clubhouse, I mean, you think about it. I mean, you're putting yourself out here, Brandon, alive. I mean, this is as raw as it gets, right? And so you don't get redos on Clubhouse. 
but you came on, you asked your question, you know, you speak, um, you know, you, you speak with confidence and, and even enough to where, like Taya said, she's, she immediately goes to your Instagram cause she wants to know what you look like based on your voice. I mean, that's, and that's a, that's a connection. That's something that you can garner, but everybody's rooting for you. It's just like when we go to conferences or we go to see a speaker, or we go to see a band, nobody goes in with that mindset of, man, I hope the, you know, <laughs> this person sucks, or I hope they're no good. You know, they're, they're actually looking up uh, with a positive mindset. And it's the same thing. Um, even whenever I'm filming still to this day, I, it, I feel like sometimes whenever I film and I do a lot of it on my own, I, so I don't have any feedback, uh, is that I feel like, ah, man, that wasn't good. Or I don't know if that was it. But the thing is, is that it usually all comes together in the editing process and that's where some magic can happen. And so even, um, you know, just, just think about it. And, and so, and even filming, I think of everything filming in like two to three minute increments. You don't have to film a 15 or 20 minute video. All my 15, 20 minute videos are a series of five to 10, two to three minute videos. They can easily be joined together in editing, understand how to transition. And, and that way, if you have your thought and you can, you know, you can relay that thought for a solid two to three minutes. That's really all you need. And then just, you know, have, have your transitions down to where you can move to the next thought. And I'm speaking more from like a, a YouTube standpoint, if you're making long form content, but if you're talking about something particular in your area, never look at it like a 15 minute video. It's just a series of seven or eight, two to three minute videos, and it'll get all get pieced together. And you add a little music, you know, some graphics, uh, some B-roll. I mean, all that good stuff, at least, you know, at least what we do. I mean, sometimes we, we add footage over our mistakes as well. So even if there's something in there that pops up in the editing process, then, you know, the editor is trained for that. Right? That's what they're, they're made to eliminate mistakes. And so that's the good thing about it, too. So, um, you know, just the, the main thing is, is you're always going to get better with practice. And so the more you do it, the more proficient you will become regardless. And so the main thing is, is that no matter how bad it is in the beginning, then then just keep moving forward. It's the same thing when, you know, when we went to school, when we got our real estate license, when we wrote our first contract, uh, when we rode a bike, I mean, think about it. Even when we all rode bikes, maybe even when you shot hoops, maybe you were natural when you started, but you still practice, you practice hoops every day, Brandon. I'm, I almost can promise you there's probably not a day that you do not pick up a basketball. Um, even though you're not playing professional basketball, I, I can, I, and you're flashing your mic. So I'm assuming that every single day you pick up a basketball and you probably shoot at least one hoop a day, um, whether that's to blow off steam, whether it's just to kind of stay in the flow, stay consistent. And that's what it's all about is just work through it. Uh, and, and just keep moving forward. As long as you keep moving forward, then, you know, you'll be successful. So, that sums it up for today, guys. Taya, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute uh, pleasure. Uh, great, great conversation. Oh, you're welcome. It was honestly my pleasure to be with you guys. And it, it worked out perfectly because, you know, now we're, I'm literally going to be like blow dried. So <laughs> it would have been super loud. So I honestly, Levi, I cannot thank you enough um, for doing this and giving me the, the platform to contribute to others. Um, it really does. It fills my cup and I just, I love uh, paying it forward. And thank you to everybody who was in the room today. And I hope that you at least walked away with 
one little nugget of information that's going to be helpful for you. Yeah, thank you so much, Taya. Great information. Everybody check out our Instagram. Make sure you follow her on Clubhouse and on Instagram. Uh, and we thank you all. We'll be here back next week. And so um, have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.